My name is Nick Flower, and I'm a clinical psychologist who specializes in behavior therapy. And I'm Lauren McLean, and I am a therapist who specializes in behavioral therapy as well. Welcome to Psychologically Incorrect. This is a podcast about real life through the lens of behavioral psychology and applying the lessons of clinical psychology into everyday issues. Today on Psychologically Incorrect, why do we like sports so much? What's wrong with us? Or is it wrong at all? I guess we'll see. The highs, the lows, the passion, the frustration, the joy, the investment, all of it. Today on Psychologically Incorrect. Hi, Lauren. Hey, Nick. So we're talking about sports today. It's going okay. Um, You know, I like sports. I think you do too. I don't know who you like. I don't know that we've talked about this. Uh, I like the Steelers. I'm from Pittsburgh and that's, that's me. Okay. So it's, I ride Pittsburgh till I die. Okay. Um, (laughs) The Steelers, the Pirates are terrible always and the Penguins, but you know, I like sports myself. I always found it fascinating why I like them so much. Um, and why I get so emotionally invested. Um, and uh, I think you feel the same, right? Um, well, I'll tell you about that in a minute, but on a scale from like, you know, on a scale of intensity, how intense of a Steelers fan would you say you are? I would say if 10 is like, I have a full, 10 is like full game room devoted to the Steelers and a sticker on the your trunk of your car or truck or whatever. And zero is totally couldn't care um i'm probably a six okay I'm probably a six so you're dutifully watching the games like you're invested yeah. you're emotionally invested you got your jersey right. on you know all of uh, maybe stuff. not even no i don't even have a jersey no i don't so I, maybe i'm a five and a half we're downgrading six. you <laughs> yeah 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 but well, now, now that's that said, I you know when they're on and it's it's easier to like them now that we have a quarterback that wasn't so I don't know uh, he is problematic in ways that I didn't like, but um you know it's just it's a neat it's a new season it's a new team it's a new quarterback and there's newness and it's gotten me excited again about it so uh, so when I watch the games I'm pretty into it when I'm watching them for sure. Cool. Well, I have a jersey, so maybe <laughs> that makes me a bigger fan than you. Um, maybe. <laughs> okay, so in terms of, you know, my take on it, I I certainly would not call myself a fair weather fan. But I am an I'm an emotionally grounded person despite the performance of the teams that I root for. Meaning that if they lose it does not ruin my day or my week or my night. Um, so I don't know where that is in terms of the No, that's a good demarc- line of demarcation there as well, I think, because I have had the experience where I get upset for the rest of the night or I'm like, God, they, you know, or, or Monday's like, oh, man, they lost, you know. I think I think it's different times of the season, though, too. And sure. this could be with Penguins even, too, or whatever. It's like if they lose a playoff game, when they're in the playoffs or something, it's so heightened, you know. So I think there's a difference in the psychology of it there, too, whereas if they lose a game, you know, the 30th game of the season or something, it's not a big deal. Um, or if the Steelers lose game, you know, the third game of the season. Um, so I think that matters as well. But yeah, I have, I've been upset the next day. I've been upset. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I care. I'm certainly married to somebody who I would say is like a very big fan. Um, we have a Steelers flag flying outside of our house, even though we live yes. in Philadelphia. Yes. Um, my husband has many jerseys. Um, we've got the girls in pink Steelers shirts often for, yeah, me well, too. for every me too. game. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, pretty, pretty big fans, but, um, I've had, you know, there's been seasons where I've cared more or less, depending on, you know, the season of life and how busy you are and things like that. Sure. But I had one experience. I worked at Pitt in 2008, I believe that was the big year where Pitt basketball was ranked number one. I was working there. I was interfacing with the students and I really got swept up in the excitement of Pitt basketball. And I would go to the games and, you know, they called it the Oakland zoo. And like, I remember the feeling of like the excitement for every game and the absolute despair when they mm -hmm. lost in the elite eight of the tournament mm -hmm. that year. So mm -hmm. I've had the experience of like the real emotional all in getting truly beat up by the team that you love. And I've had the more passive experience, but I will say in general, I find the whole thing really fascinating. I think I love watching. I love, I love hearing the little nuggets in Wawa of what people are saying about the latest game. Mm. I love the bus stop conversation of like what the Eagles did, even though I'm not like a huge Eagles fan, yeah. but the Eagles did this past weekend. I love, you know, there's, I think maybe I sent you this picture when I was at the beach, somebody like put this huge flagpole up with this yeah, ginormous right, Eagles right. flag at the right. beach. And I was like, <laughs> I love that. I love that you care so much that you brought your Eagles flag to the beach. Like, I just love watching the whole thing. I love in Pittsburgh when you go to the strip district and you see the big banner yeah. that says you're oh, in totally. Steelers country and mm -hmm. there's all the like shirts everywhere. And there's just this like unity. I love watching the whole thing. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I, there's a romanticism to it, especially when, like, when, when, when it seems like, and let's just be clear here. It when it seems like everyone's invested, when a, when a whole community of people is rooting for something. Now, when you go to Heinz Field, it's called Acrisure Stadium now, but when you go there, uh, when you go to a Pens game or whatever, and everyone is waving the towels or whatever, and then when you leave and on the streets, people are going to games, it's a, it's a very exciting thing. But uh, it's a very small fraction of people that actually like sports, you know what I mean? And the one art I've, I'll, we can link to the article I, I was reading earlier in preparation for this, but like, yeah, it's like, they they look at Brazil and other countries and it's, they they've done studies not many studies that's one of the things I learned that this is a very understudied psychology that we're discussing here about the love and the passion for sports but um but when you look at it it's 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 anecdotal there's like not everybody in Pittsburgh likes the Steelers or gives a crap about them you know what I mean um, but are if you, you sure do, you know you yeah <laughs> yeah it's true it's weird you know. Um, but then you do have the experiences, like the best time to go to Giant Eagle, you know, uh, the grocery store is during a Steeler game, you know, because. Oh, definitely. But not, yeah. But not everyone's watching. So I don't know. I, it's, um, it's, it's thrilling. I, I always thought that there was something primal about it, you know, that, you know, I don't know, like c competition, you know, um, and I think there's something very human about it, the whole thing, that, that we like that battle and like to see see who's going to win out, you know what I mean? Um, again, it's not universal, I suppose, but that's that's one argument I always thought. But um, I'm interested, to, I kept some quotes here I want to read off, maybe not right now, but anything else you want to say before we kind of move along? 
Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's um, the other thing I really like I'll watch with my husband is I love watching Mike Tomlin press conferences. I find Mike Tomlin, the Steelers Mm -hmm. coach, I find him to be like a fascinating person to watch Mm -hmm. um, because there's just so much like it's it's just it's hard to even put words on. But um, the way he talks, the way he thinks about things, the way he analyzes the game. And it's funny because, you know, sports generally meant to be a fun pleasurable activity right and like there's so much meaning and learning and like weight and importance that we place on this and like getting the job done and and you know showing up and like it's just it's so interesting how you can to me you can extrapolate like some of these like life lessons from just kind of watching the um watching the post-game interviews watching listening to sports talk on the radio you know alan iverson has that famous um practice rant yeah you know we're talking about practice man he just like says practice Mm. a million times and Mm. (laughs) you know all of a sudden you're scratching your head and you're like what am i practicing in life like what what do i need to be showing up for you know and i think that there's just so much we can learn from it and uh the what it does to our emotions right like it really takes us up and then it can really bring us down well i think you're tapping into another piece that i i don't i didn't think we'd get into uh, but maybe we will, is the importance of sports for, for life lessons, for learning. You know, I have my um, my two oldest children um, in sport and soccer right now. Um, and it's really neat to see, you know what I mean? That, that, that you need a grittiness to do sports. You know, when you get knocked down in the soccer field, um, you have to get back up. And man, I, what, what, can you think of a better metaphor? <laughs> you get knocked down, mm-hmm. get back up. I mean, that's what you say, right? Um, and she has to do that literally on the on the soccer field, you know, and overcome that pain to get back into the game. And um, and I um, I help out with the coaching sometimes, and I love to sort of interject that, and, you know, to sort of say to to, to have that message. Oh, get up! You're okay. You can do this. You know, you got this. Um, ha- have some toughness. Have some resiliency. Have some grit. You know. And, and they get to practice that in sports. And I, I think, and I use sports as a metaphor or running or marathons very often when I'm doing therapy with people, you know? Um, but I, I think, I think that's another, uh, that, that's a, that's a, a lot of good can come from sports in that respect. Now what we were talking about the fandom and all that in a minute ago, but I think this is another sort of tangent. Yeah. Well, I think just, you know, to that tangent, Yes, there's absolutely a grittiness and a resilience of you get knocked down, you get back up. Like that is an invaluable thing to learn. Right. And there's another side to that, which is if we get a little too gritty and a little too tough and we just always like power through, I think what can happen is, you know, um, we bottle things up. And if we respond with just like white knuckling through, that's Mm -hmm. what we we can see anxiety rise. I mean, I think Brandon... Brooks of the Philadelphia Eagles has been open about his struggles with um, panic attacks. I hope I got his name right. I think it's Brandon Brooks. Kevin Love, Uh same thing, has been open about his experiences with panic attacks. And if you think about when people have anxiety that develops into panic attacks, it's because they are literally holding everything in and just muscling through. And eventually your body is going to like that. Those emotions are going to come to the surface and they do that in the form of panic. And so it's learning this balance between you got to get gritty and resilient. And you also need to know when to kind of come back and when to like breathe through and when to let yourself be a little bit vulnerable. And, um, and I think, you know, going back to fandom for a minute, 
I have so much admiration for the players like Kevin Love and Brendan Brooks yeah. who are willing to say, hey, I struggle and I get treatment and that's why I wasn't in the game and I'm working on getting better, right? Because that's an incredible thing for fans. Well, Same with and, Simone and, Biles. Oh, totally. And, and, and that is, in the most ironic way, real toughness, you know, to – to, to show that vulnerability and to say, I'm a, I'm a big, tough sports star and I have this thing here that, that, that I struggle with, you know, to, to speak about that and advocate for that is, is real toughness, you know, um, yeah. beyond, you know, um, going back into the game because your ankle hurts. No, no disrespect to ankles um, and ankle injuries, but, uh, but, the, but that's real toughness in my opinion. Yeah, totally. Well, it's like, you know, I play sports and I have this great talent and I'm also a human being. Yeah, right. Right. Um, let's talk about why I want to read a clip uh, yeah. from an article that uh, I said, it. let's get back to sort of fandom in this. So in this article I read um, this, they mentioned this uh, psychologist, Daniel Wan, who tried to zero in on why people love sports and they settled on eight different motivations. I'll read them up pretty quick. Um so some are more common, uh, but people like sports because they get self-esteem benefits from it. Uh, they like them because they have money on it. That Obviously, the, the proliferation of gambling over the past two years is maddening to me. But, um, yeah, that's another reason. Makes it exciting, I suppose. Um, people like sports because their boyfriend or girlfriend or family member likes sports. They like it because it's exciting, because it's aesthetically pleasing, because it, it's like theater. It's a venue for emotional expression. Um, they like them because they need an escape from the real world troubles. I really love that one. Mm -hmm. um, and they like it because it provides a sense of belonging or a connection to a wider world. And that's what I was mentioning earlier. When a whole town is this way, there's something so interesting to me about sort of joining with that. Um, you know, this is where you get patriotism and nationalism and, and, and sort of the negative regard. But, um, you know, uh, this is my team. This is Pittsburgh. This represents us. You know, our boys are going to go out there, which is very comical, by the way, because when you actually think about it, none of the Steelers are from Pittsburgh. They have no connection Some. to the area other than that they put on this particular outfit and go on a field. So it is totally stupid, really. But 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 I'm still a fan with armed with that knowledge. I'm like, are you guys wearing those yellow tights? Okay, that makes me feel good. Let's go play football. <laughs> well, you know what so Seinfeld dumb, but, says yeah. about that, right? What? He says we're all just cheering for laundry because – and oh, I felt this yeah. way when I lived in Pittsburgh and would go to Pirates games like everyone else in Pittsburgh. Like, oh, that guy used to be a pirate. Now he's wearing the other shirt, right? Because they were right. always trading people. Right. And so you're right. just cheering for laundry because the guys change. Yep. They all flip yep. over, right? Like – we were listening to the Eagles game driving home from Pittsburgh this past weekend. And all of a sudden they're like, Zach Ertz has the ball. And my husband's like, Oh shoot. Now he's on the other team. <laughs> right. He used to be like a mainstay in Philadelphia. Right. So it's just so funny because you're cheering for laundry, you're cheering for shirts, but there is a deep sense of meaning and belonging that comes from that hometown experience you know yeah we still yeah we still like it because yeah they're they're they represent pittsburgh you know and and they say it in the interviews oh we like our fans so much thank god for you guys or you know all the things they say or 
you know, then they have them go eat at the local, you know, the local spot. And what's the steak place in Philadelphia? What are those? Oh, Pat and Gino's. Yeah, yeah. Pat right? and Gino's, and the, right. Yeah. And then the Steelers, you'll see them at Permanis or Permanis. Exactly. Literally, exactly. I was at Pamela's recently and I saw some Steelers there and I was like, oh, well, we all do the same things. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. But, you know, to the sense of belonging, you know what I feel like is such a good example. Um, I know you know this. So Pittsburgh has this song that they only play when the Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, I could sing you several versions of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Pittsburgh going to the yeah, Super, to the Super Bowl. Bowl. Right? Here yeah. we go. And um, it's so funny to me because I lived in Pittsburgh during at least two goes at the Super Bowl. And um, for two weeks, all you heard in the streets, on the radio, um, mm. was that song. And it's so funny because it's like, you know, the Christmas tree is special because you take it out for, for Christmas, right? And there's this mm. anticipation of like, here it is mm. again. And the Christmas tree would not be special if you kept it up all year round. Same with Christmas right. lights, you know what I mean? Right, right. And right. so like being able to have this special thing that you mm. get to look, that you like look forward to and you hope for. I mean, that is such a unifying force for a city. And I'm sure other other cities have their own little songs and jingles and things that they do when, you know, their mm. team's up. But right. it's that it's that you catch the fever, you know? Like, I live yeah. near Villanova. Whenever Villanova basketball is doing well in the tournament, it is all anybody is talking about, mm. you know? And that unifies people. I mean, if you think right. about it, think about, how, think about this for a minute. Republicans and Democrats mm. both mm. like the same team. I think Thank about that all the time. for that. I think Isn't about that, that all the time. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I never want the Roonies, the owners of the Steelers, to come out and say who they support for president or whatever else. I think if you're a Patriots fan, um, Bob Kraft, or Rob, I think his name is Robert Kraft. I know yeah. it's Kraft. Um, is like a big Trump supporter, and you know that. And I, I don't think that's wise for them. to. I, I want to keep things separate. I don't want to know. I want to go in and I want to sit next to some other idiot with a terrible towel and wave and root for these people in uh, yellow tights. Um, that's all I want. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's interesting too. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that, that's something, that's a, that's a thing that connects us in the community. And that's why it's so important because we might have these disagreements on other things, but did you see that pass? You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I think that's, that's neat. That's yeah. Neat. Thank that's God another... we have that to unify us. Right. Right. Um, another piece from this article, um, uh, an author named uh, Brian Phillips, writing for Grantland, uh, wrote a column about the World Cup, and he looked to art for uh, a comparison. He said, sports is like music or fiction or film um, in that for a predetermined duration, it asks you to give control over your emotions uh, to feel what it makes you feel. And I think that was a neat way to put that. You know, I'm going to forfeit how I feel. Whatever's going on in my life right now uh, is on hold because I'm just going to let let this thing dictate, you know, my emotions. And when you talk about like the hangover the next day, you know, you don't get that. You know, you don't get that hangover the next day. It doesn't ruin your day or something like that. I have experienced that before. Um, and it's like, oh my God, you know. And, and of course that goes too far. If I go home and you know, I'm mean to my wife or something like that. Sure. And, you know, yeah. don't go, don't go to work the next day, obviously. But, um, 
but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But put to to put your emotions on something else for a while and let it let it let it do what it does. I think that's a great point. I think it's um, you know, it's really just interesting to the human experience. There's some things in life that emotionally will just take you there. You know, like a sudden loss, right? Or the yeah. birth of a child or, you know, like any big highs or lows in life, like your emotions follow whether you like it or not. doesn't matter how like well controlled you are. Our emotions take mm-hmm. over us for, from time to time beyond our control. And right. um, sports is a really cool way where like you're going to feel some big things over the course of the game. And mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that's, that's part of the magic of it, you know? Right. It's really cool. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that's why we watched the, the, the list I read before. There's just so many ways, a connection to a community, this uh, sort of primal need to see who's going to win, who's going to win it out. You know, um, the, 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 the grandeur of it all, the big, the, 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 the just the, the grand nature of it all. If you look at the production of sports, it's, you know, the songs and like the, um, the NFL in particular, like the, the music, each station has their own like intro music. And it's like, we are going to battle here, you know, like let's <laughs> get geared up. This is a very important thing. Of course it's not in the grand scheme of things, but they want you to watch and the advertisers want you to buy their stuff. And so it's all, it's all you know capitalistic marketing or whatever but it it, it works and it, it it's very exciting so i mean i'm not in some ways like i think there have been times in my life where i'm like why do i like this this is stupid i, I need to be working or i need to be like doing something productive with my time and some people do come to that conclusion there's a lot of people that just don't give a crap about sports and they do that and they're fine you know what i mean but um but i don't feel guilty about it anymore i think there's something um I never really did, but I'm just saying, like, sure, yeah. you, you you sort of kind of dip into that, but, um, yeah. I, I definitely think it's worth the roller coaster. I mean, two thoughts. You know, earlier you quoted sport, people like sports because they need an escape from real-world troubles. I think that yes. the escape is huge, actually. I mean, it's really significant. Right. I mean, that you even think during COVID, like, people needed sports. You know, I mean, that yeah. gives you like an anchor point in your week. It's something to look forward to. I remember when yeah. my brother-in-law was in law school, he's a big Eagles fan. And he told me he was like Sundays, like I looked forward to so much because I would take a break from studying. Mm. And he goes, and then the yeah. birds would beat me up because they were really bad at the time. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I got my break from the studying. Birds. And a lot of times I'd have to return to studying depressed after a bad win. But like, I always looked forward to that. Like that was like the sacred part of the week, you know, especially if you're in like a busy or hard season of life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that that is that that escape is so helpful for so many people. Uh, it, it's like a, a football game is a three hour vacation from your life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's a, it's, totally. a, it's a vacation, you know, um, and you get back to it afterwards. I used to really love this was more of a connection to a location or a city, in my case, Pittsburgh. I um, have lived in other places, and when I'm living in those other places, if somebody has like a, a Steelers bumper sticker or something in the parking lot, I'll say, I'll, I'll say, hey, okay, where are you from? You know what I mean? It's it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a connection. But that was more for um, you know sort of the Pittsburgh thing. But heck, the Steelers, man, if, 
they're pretty well liked across the country. And you you could see somebody with a Steelers logo, and they're like, yeah, I've never lived in Pittsburgh. I just like them. But, uh, but that was always a connection with me, too, is that, that local Pittsburgh connection. Again, feeling part of a community, um, which also – doesn't make sense to me too when you really think about it i'm from a land on earth like what does that mean why should i like these people around me just because they live on the same plot of land that's also weird but that's maybe a tangent well you know it's funny i told you we were in pittsburgh this past weekend and we were driving home on sunday and my husband was wearing his you know kenny pickett jersey and we were at Mm. a pennsylvania rest stop on the turnpike and i kid you not we're in the starbucks line my girls are like yelling at me to buy them you know cake pops and all of a sudden I look over and my husband is in a powwow with two other guys wearing Steelers shirts doing their like game day assessment of how mm-hmm. it went. They were like, we just mm-hmm. need to have faith that, you know, TJ Watt's going to be back and, and Pickett just needs to practice throwing. And, you know, like this could be a rebuilding year and we can do that. I'm like looking over and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy yeah. you had that moment, you know? I know, and I and I love when I have those moments because you're talking yeah. to because we're listen we're inherently social people, and when we have something to talk about that's not politics or something you know yeah. divisive, you know you get to have you get to have that those interactions. And I think it's neat. I want to mention something else I read that I thought was neat. So cool. this article is talking about the quirks of being a human being, and and one of them is that. Uh, the barrier between the self and the outside world is much less defined than it might seem. So studies of people in close relationships. So the brain is reliably confused about whether achievements or characteristics belonging to the body it inhabits or to another person it's in a relationship with. That wasn't a very well-worded sentence I read, but there is reason to believe that watching sports engages this connection. So we connect to our teams, to the players on the teams, to the fans other fans of our teams, just like you mentioned. And we bask in this reflected glory because there is some actual point of contact at the neural level between a team's performance and our own self-esteem. And I thought that was interesting because I think this, if you look at like um, the love that we have for our children and their achievements, you know what I mean? And this, this, uh, this differentiation between the self and others and others' performances. And maybe it, there's some neural uh, connection that's not so that's so um, vast as it as we maybe think it is. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, well, it's primal, right? Like I think yeah. you know it also said something that like we replace them with we, right? Mm, we have right. that primal connection. Yeah, um, which it, I mean, it, it feels good to be part of something. Sure. Right. I mean, that, that is a basic need, a human need for belonging. And if we can yep. unite around that and we have, you know, our colors around that. It's tribal. Like, That's very tribal. That's tribal, very tribal. But in a, in yeah. a, frankly, a healthy way. I mean, it's good. Right. Right. You know, I mean, obviously anything can become unhealthy, but like generally speaking, this is, this is, you know, a very good thing. Um, it is worth mentioning uh, a University of Utah study that collected samples oh, sure. from men before and after they watched a game in which their favorite team played. Um, It says men, but, you know, women also have testosterone, but it says, okay, the results showed a 20% increase in testosterone for fans of the winning team and a 20% decrease in the fans of the losing team. Mm. It's wild, right? Like it had such an intense feeling in our biology that our body responds to that. Right. There's a reason you feel on top of the world after a win. And there is a reason you feel in deep despair 
after a loss. And like you mentioned before, this isn't with the players. This is with the fans. With the fans. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and, you know, you also hear stories, too, of this isn't with regards to testosterone, but the, I mean, I, the, the um, I can't remember where I heard this, but the uh, heart attacks and hypertension, like heart attacks increase after a loss, you know, of a, of a, of a big game or whatever. Um, I can't, it was, it was something in Pittsburgh I read. Maybe it was around the super, time of the Super Bowl. Is that like, be careful <laughs> if the Steelers lose tonight. You Don't know, go out and shovel snow. It's too much. Yeah, right. It's just too much for the heart to handle. I mean, uh, yeah, it's something else. It really, really is. Yeah. Um, so for funsies, why don't we talk about some distortions, a.k.a. trash, trash yeah. talk in sports? Sure. Um, yeah, there are a bunch of bums, you know. <laughs> okay, let's just take a moment on that. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had in therapy with people when they talk about the agony of sports and they say, oh, there's such a bunch of bums. And I'm like, well, yeah. to get into the NFL and to oh play God. in the NFL, right? You can be right. on the team and not play. To get into the NFL and play on the NFL, you have to be really freaking good. Yep. A freak. So I know for a fact that they're not a bunch of bums. Mm-hmm. It just didn't go your way, which I'm sorry about. Mm-hmm. That is disappointing. That's valid. Right. They're absolutely not a bunch of bums. Right. And, you know, you see, like, the, I, I would say if we're going to name the distortions, it's a black or white thinking. Sure. Uh, shooting, you know, uh, they, they shouldn't have done it this way. They should have called this play. You know, my team shouldn't lose. You know, they have all this great talent and it shouldn't be going this way. And they should be making me have a better day than I'm actually having by watching this stinky team. Um, you know, um, but yeah. Th- this gets this gets ugly though too you know i mean it's like everybody like i've said it myself i'm you know i'm a steelers fan so we're supposed to hate baltimore the baltimore ravens which i do i use (laughs) words like hate that's the thing i was thinking about the other day like i was um one of my kids said hate you know and of course you know teachable moment the greatest thing teachable moment right um and i said I, i reflected i'm actually thinking out loud now because i just thought of this I don't say hate, okay, in any other context except for what I just said, that I hate the Baltimore Ravens. So I will reserve my hate <laughs> for football, <laughs> you know? That's funny. I wouldn't say that – yeah, right. It's, like, it's almost like I'm giving um, sort of an emotional outlet for that disgusting word and, and, that, and that, that intense emotion. Um, so I am sort of all in on that, you know what I mean? And I'll talk about Jim Harbaugh and, you know, I will still say suck it, Flacco. Okay. <laughs> anytime, anytime the Steelers do like make a good play, if it's a, and, and Flacco's not even. No, I think he's on the Jets now, right? Yeah, he's on the Jets now. And uh, and I'll say suck it, Flacco, after we make a good sack or something, just because I've said it so much with such you wow. know vitriol and venom, you know. But uh, um, that's funny. Yeah. Can I ask, does it color how you think about the city of Baltimore? Do you think the Baltimore's a dump because you hate the Ravens? Um, oh, yes. Only during the three hours when we're playing the Ravens. Got it. Okay. So it's t- and I and I know this is a lot of times tongue in cheek. Like if you said, yeah, yeah. you took me out of the room, but like, do you really feel this way? It's like, um, no. But like, <laughs> but suck, yeah, yeah. but suck at Flacco, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, that's funny because in, in our house, it's Cleveland. Like Cleveland yeah, is okay. the, the sure. hated one. And it's sure. like translated also to Cleveland sucks. Like why go to Cleveland? Cleveland's like the worst place ever. <laughs> right. But see, but see, like I've also, yeah, I, I hear you, but, but, but that's not true. Cleveland, I've been to Cleveland. It's cool. It's, I, Cleveland's a cool sure. town. I, I actually course. like it. And, yeah, and and when I went there and visited a couple of times, I was like, "Why do I always say Cleveland? Like that's so stupid. Like this is where again, I I gotta go both ways. It's like, yeah, I love sports, but boy, is it, what is it, dumb down the things that come out of my mouth. But you know, I it is what you know, it is what it is. I'm I'm reasonable about it, you know, and I hope that other people are too. I hope that people can say, you know what, I'm gonna go nuts here a little bit for this game, but afterwards, I'm you know, I'm I'm a reasonable, upstanding member of the community. I think that if you can find, if you can take it and yourself a little less seriously, you can find a lot of humor in the trash talk. Like mm -hmm. um, after this past game, I heard some, for the Steelers at least, because they played very poorly. Um, yeah. They didn't show up. And I'm laughing to myself. I, I know better than to say this out loud, but like, I'm pretty sure I saw them in their uniforms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like I'm pretty sure they were on the field. <laughs> right. Right, right. They, I, I don't know how hard they were trying, but yeah, they were. <laughs> um, here's uh, another one I, we hear a lot of, at least in Pittsburgh, maybe beyond, I think actually beyond Pittsburgh, which is Tom Brady is the worst, which is kind of hilarious. Because he's the best. I know. Because yeah. he's the best. <laughs> I mean, I've always I mean, thought that. I've, I've, by rings. No, totally. I've always hated Tom Brady because he's so good. And if he was a Steeler, we would, of course, love him, uh, sure. you know, without reservation. Um, but, yeah, he, he's the greatest of all time. I hate to say that, but it's true. Uh, he deserves that title. Um, but I will hope that we, you know, give him a good hit. Rough him up. Game. Right. Man. Oh, wait, is that who the Steelers are playing, Tom Brady? Wait, you know what? I think they are. I think they Actually, are. I think they are. Yeah. Well, let's hope that our hometown boys rough them up. <laughs> our boys. Let's root for our boys to go out there and give them a good game. Oh, my gosh. All right. This is so funny. All right. Well, um, just to leave you off on one, one last observation is that um, in the emotional highs and lows, the more people you watch the game with, the higher intensity of joy and or despair. Sure. Um, you know, I've watched games in Pittsburgh. Recently, we found the um, Pittsburgh Steelers in Philly uh, group that watches the games all together at sure, a suburban sure. Dave and Buster's. And let me nice. tell you what what a slice of life. What a slice of life. Yeah. There's nothing like a crowd of people cheering at a good play, you know. Yeah. And so if you want to play into this. There's ways oh, yeah. that you can magnify the experience. So well, I have I have experience with that too because, like I said, I lived in Cincinnati for graduate school, and then I moved to Nashville for uh, um, when my wife was at residency. And yeah, I would go to those bars for that connection, you know. And the, the Steelers are crazy. There's a Steelers bar in almost every town you can go to, and you find including it, Rome. Yeah, which is nuts. And when you go there and you find that, it's like – there was a place in Nashville, actually. I forget what it was called. Piranhas, I think. And they – you walked in there, and they made Permani-style sandwiches. Uh, oh, that's and funny. From, uh, and it was it was great. And uh, and Steelers stuff on the wall everywhere, and you just couldn't believe it. you know. And, and there's – I don't know. There, there's a visceral connection there that's, that's, that's really, I don't know, important. I think that's what we're talking about, because it, it's important, and it's okay. 
Yep, to feel connected. So, you know, on a closing note, let's hope that we rough Tom Brady up pretty good this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Isn't he the worst? The worst. We've learned nothing. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. Catch you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Credit to our theme music to my brother, Andrew McLean. Please subscribe, leave a review, and tell us what you think. All opinions are our own.